Want more Sports Call? Check us out online at sportscallauburn.com. Welcome back to Sports Call on a Tuesday. I'm Brooks Childress, Tom Peavy. Joining me this afternoon, sitting in for Ryan LaVoy, your usual show host here on Sports Call. He'll be back tomorrow with a brand new edition of Sports Call Auburn. But until then, we're holding down the fort. And uh, I think, Tom, we've been doing a bang-up job, don't you? I think so. Absolutely. Nothing like uh, a little self-gratification. No <laughs> we pat ourselves on the back every Dang now right. and uh, Toot our own horn. That's toot, right. toot. That, that is absolutely right. Uh, and as we move on here on Sports Call on this Tuesday, we go to the Auburn Bank phone line, back to the Auburn or the Orthopedic Clinic phone line. Uh, all of our Sports Call callers and guests join us on the Orthopedic Clinic phone line. The Orthopedic Clinic has been serving the people of East Alabama since 1971 and is your go-to center for orthopedic care. Visit them online at theorthoclinic.com for more information. We go back to the Orthopedic Clinic phone line and joining us right now from the Auburn Observer, as he does almost every week, Mr. Justin Ferguson joining us this afternoon. Justin, how are we this evening? I'm doing well. How are y'all? Doing, doing great, great. Doing great. Uh, I see. I, I got to ask. You're you're looking at becoming an audiobook guy. Yeah. So I mean, I went to uh, went to Boone obviously this weekend for a trip, and it was a good trip. It just it's it's six hours up, six hours back, and like you get to a point where you run out of podcasts and you run out of music that you want to listen to, and uh, so I just decided, you know, Spotify has audiobooks. I'll throw throw one on. Found something um, you know that I hadn't hadn't read before, and just popped it in, and it took up pretty much the whole trip there and back for me. So by the end of it, I was like, okay, all right. I mean, I'm a captive audience at that point. Like you know, it's not like I can do anything else. So um, you know, might have to start making the transition for some of these longer road trips. And listen, Justin, as a, a former employee of a public library in my, my younger days, I fully endorse uh, the audiobook section of the library. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I was, I, you know, I, I, I read a lot and I, and I try to read as much as I can. But, you know, obviously when you're in the car for 12 hours, you can't read. And, I, and I've never been one who has been able to, like, read or, like, work in, in a car, like, if I'm, if I'm a passenger. Um, so... I don't know why it's taken me this long to like consider. Hey, maybe listen to a book. Um, but you know, I'm 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 toying around with the idea a little bit more. There you go. Uh, let's get into some Auburn stuff here. Uh, one of the big questions out there right now with the transfer portal open is the quarterback position, and there's a lot of quarterbacks that have put their name into the hat. What's Auburn going to do there, in your opinion? Uh, do they do anything, in your opinion? And if they do try to make a move, who are some of the names out there you think that? Uh, fans and all can keep an eye on it's interesting because i mean like look i mean the portal's been open now for a little over a day and it's not like we're hearing auburn like super closely linked with a lot of these quarterbacks that have gone in the portal i mean we've heard maybe that they could be in a contender but it's not like hey this is some clear-cut thing i you know and, and and meanwhile you know auburn's made a bunch of offers of wide receiver and offensive line defensive line so defensive back a linebacker like they're kind of spreading the wealth there and And, you know, I think, you know, I would be surprised if Auburn didn't at least kick the tires on something. But the more you think about it, the more you look at it, it's like it might be a situation where Auburn doesn't, you know, really force itself in and and tries to run it back next year with Peyton Thorne, a full off season. And, hey, let's upgrade the talent around them. Let's get more wide receivers. Bring in Cam Coleman and those guys. Let's bring in, you know, maybe a transfer or two and see if we can get better around them and, 
and and have that experienced quarterback, you know, next season instead of going and getting another one. I I wouldn't be surprised if Auburn goes in that direction. Um, but you know, we'll, I think it's one of those kind of play it by ear uh, situations right now because look. Could Auburn be linked to some of these guys? And I mean, people have talked about like Riley Leonard. People have talked about Chris McCall again. But Auburn has not been like a place where people have said, you know, those guys are guys like they went in the portal and it's like these are this is where they're going to end up probably. Unlike Notre Dame or NC State or some of these other schools, you know, Auburn is not necessarily interested in. I don't think guaranteeing anything to anybody. Like you know, I don't think they're going to say, hey. It's your job if you want it because they have Thorne coming back, because they have some younger quarterbacks, and because, you know, I just, I think that's just kind of the MO of, um, you know, what, what Hugh Freeze and, and Phil Montgomery have done. So um, I'm not going to say they aren't going to do it. I'm not going to rule it out completely, but I, I'm kind of not surprised that you haven't heard Auburn as linked link to these quarterbacks as much as some other schools because they already have a transfer quarterback who would be very experienced next year. And you know, uh, instead of spending one point five two million whatever on a on a premier starting quarterback, maybe you take that money and spread it to several other positions and really upgrade the roster around you. It, it might be the best you know case scenario for Auburn. Um, uh, on the uh, actual recruiting side of things, from uh, the high school realm, a big visitor yesterday on campus with KJ Bolden. Uh, I know he was a top target when he was originally being recruited before he committed to Florida State. Uh, I personally had not even heard his name mentioned again since he committed. What all of a sudden happened, and how big is that that Auburn was able to get him uh, here Monday for a visit? Yeah, they brought him in, and I believe he was around for the Iron Bowl. I'm not okay. 100% sure on that one as well. But, yeah, no, I mean, Hugh Freeze's you know, track record is don't ever give up on these kids, right? You know, right. That's what they did with Cam Coleman, and it worked out. I think they're going to try to do the same thing here with K.J. Bolton and just say, hey, try to make sure, you know, uh, that they can go after him here and, and maybe flip him. Um, you know, I, I, Florida State wasn't like a surprise when he committed to him. Like, right. FSU was a really big contender, but, you know, Georgia really wants him. Auburn really wants him. I think the kid's going to keep his options open because he is, without a doubt, one of the best, you know, safeties, I think, um, I've ever seen coming out of high school. He's just a really unique player, real rare talent. And so, yeah, I mean, I think for Auburn, it's just, it's more of kind of like what they just did with Cam Coleman. Like, hey, don't ever count us out. Um, you know, stay in the hunt with these guys all the way till their names sign on the dotted line. And um, you know, if they could flip a guy like him, it would be massive. If they could, you know, even them being in the hunt at this point, I think it's just a kind of sign of it's it's a big reason why Freeze was hired as the head coach here because they knew, you know, the people who made the decision, Albert knew he would be in the mix like this down the stretch of these recruiting cycles. Yeah. And speaking of flips, another name out there that everybody's looking at, uh, granted, he would have to reclassify to 2024, but everybody's looking at yeah. also Ryan Williams right now. What are you hearing on that front? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I wouldn't necessarily say that Auburn's, you know, a lock to get it or, or one way or another. Um, I do think it is getting more likely that he would reclassify uh, and, you know, and, and be a 2024 kid. I know Alabama's going to put up a real heck of a fight uh, to keep him. And, you know, Auburn's got, you know, the potential of, um, you know, it, it, it being a huge wide receiver class and they can promise just immediate playing time even for a kid who's super young because uh, he would be reclassifying. And he has an Auburn legacy. Auburn's going to put the full-court press on him. And it's like, you know, I wouldn't – you know, I, I would never guarantee – 
any kid to flip from Alabama. And I thought when they did it with Perry Thompson, I thought that was huge. They could go back to that well again. I mean, you're talking about just a phenomenal recruiting job here for Auburn. But, yeah, I mean, I think I think they've got a shot. And uh, in the next couple of weeks, I think, A, we're going to figure out, you know, what uh, the direction is going to be for, um, you know, Ryan Williams if he reclassifies. And if he does so, um, you know, it might be something that he takes all the way to February. Uh, before he, you know, signs on the dotted line. Yeah. It makes it makes you wonder what the as everybody keeps mentioning. What was the former coach doing, or, <laughs> or yeah. not, or not doing? Yeah, I mean, I, it just it, effort and and just making an, it, it making a concerted impact in recruiting and just like really, you know, taking it seriously goes a long way. I think more and more people are buying in to this staff. I think more people are willing to donate. Like NIL and stuff like that, and raise more support. And I do think it is telling. Like, look, Auburn's receivers did not have a good year um, on the whole, right? Some of the slot guys played pretty well um, at times, and but you didn't get a lot out of it. And for Marcus Davis to be a young, very unproven coach at this level and not have this kind of phenomenal year one on the field to turn around and do this with Cam Coleman, to do this with, you know, Perry Thompson, um, you know, to get this class that they've already built at wide receiver, I think says a lot. And so, yeah, I mean, Auburn should have won more games this year. They should have been better through the air, and we can all kind of see see that and, and understand that. But the difference between, you know, the last time they went 6-6 six and six in the regular season and this year uh, is that there is a real marked difference in their, on the recruiting trail. And um, you want it's all about wins and losses, obviously, but um, you know you can at least get people to buy into it a little bit more if you just show that you can you can make moves on the recruiting trail. Justin, shifting over to the hardwood now for the Tigers, went up to App State. You made the trip up to Boone, North Carolina, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, and it was not a good day for the Tigers, losing sixty nine and sixty four to App State. Uh, what's going on with the with this Auburn team now? That's been two performances. I know in a, this past midweek, Janai Broom had a great performance, a thirty point uh, performance. But everybody else kind of seems like it, they've hit some sort of hole there. Especially a guy like Aiden Holloway, who came out the gates firing. Yeah, no, I think teams have just adjusted Auburn. I think you know, somebody asked Bruce after the game and on on Sunday at Boone, and he was just like, "Hey, I think." I think, you know, early in the year, they don't have a book on you. And now that they've got a few games under their belt, he sees that defenses are doing a good job of taking away what Auburn likes and what they've, you know, some of their go-to actions, some of the stuff that got them a lot of offense early on. And now Auburn's got to adjust. They've got to counter. They've got to figure out a way to, you know, kind of make that happen, uh, you know, on on Saturday against Indiana. Um, and also, I mean, I think, you know, that game was just a, just a bunch of missed shots that were open. I mean, you can't sit here and say, oh, well, Auburn turned the ball over a lot, or oh, well, Auburn didn't get any good looks. Like, no, they just, they missed a lot of just open shots, um, both from three and at the rim. Like, they just they just couldn't get the ball to go down. And so, you know, you don't want to sit here and say silver linings because you wish you had won the game. But, you know, you, uh, one thing I will point out is the fact that Auburn's defense kept them in the game and gave them a chance to potentially win uh, says something about how far that defense has come. Because on a day where they shot about as poorly as you could. Um, they still had a chance to win, and like that says something because App State's not a bad team. This is a top 100 team on Kempom. This is a team that's going to be, you know, pretty well well regarded in the net. One of the better Sun Belt teams. It's a top mid major conference. Like you know, I, I think I think it's not a bad loss at all. It's a missed opportunity. But if Auburn, you know, has a game where they can't hit anything, including a bunch of wide open shots, 
and they still you know have a chance in it. I think that says a lot about where this team is right now, and I wouldn't expect them to stay down for much longer. They're going, you know, they've got six days between now and they play Indiana. Um, you know, they get to they get to really kind of focus on what they need to change in order to start taking advantage of some things. And I, I do think they'll be able to tweak. And I still think, I mean, it's not like it's not like Auburn. Like I know some people kind of came out of that game. On Sunday, they were like, oh, it's the same old Auburn team again. Can't shoot, can't execute late on offense. Okay, sure. Yeah, that's what the results say. But, you know, first few games of the year, this was a red-hot offense. So they've shown the capability of playing better. They just got to figure out the ways, what it's going to do to get back to that, find their counterpunch, and just hit some shots. Well, Justin, let's expand on uh, what you, you kind of touched on there. Tigers get almost a full week off before they play at or play Indiana on a neutral site in Atlanta, uh, a, a site that's kind of been a mixed bag. You, you lost last year to Memphis. Uh, was their, I think it was their first loss of the year last year. And then you, you've also won games in, in State Farm Arena. What does this Tigers team need to do to adjust this week, and, and what type of challenges does Indiana uh, pose for them? Yeah, Indiana's a talented team. Um, they're going to be tested. They play Michigan tonight. Um, the interesting thing is Indiana's is not a shooting team at all. They're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the country and uh, one of the lowest rates. So they don't take very many. They don't hit very many when they do. So it's not a team that you sit here and just say, unlike App State, you just get you know, worried that they could just get hot out of nowhere and start scoring a ton. Um, so I think it is a favorable matchup for Auburn. They will have the home court advantage because they will be in Atlanta. They will have the rest advantage. They will have, and we saw. I mean, last week against Virginia Tech, they had what you know eight nine days between the Alabama A and M and the Virginia Tech game. Really, really well scouted and and you know stayed in front that whole way. They're gonna have a lot of extra rest uh, and and scout time, prep time. Um, you know, compared to Indiana, and I think that's gonna be favorable for them. But they, yeah, they just gotta. You know, Auburn's got to figure out uh, some more stuff on offense uh, to get their guards, you know, some better looks, their wings kind of more involved. Um, Janai is playing really well right now, except for at the free throw line. But, you know, he's scoring a lot on the inside and rebounding a ton, and he's playing really, really well. But you need more than that, right? And so um, I think there's a lot of the game from App State. You can just sit there and say, hey, hit a few of those open jumpers, and you win, and no one's worried about it. Um, Instead, you lost that game. And so, you know, I think there's some of it where you can say just – Knock them down next time. They're going to be open. You're still getting good looks. Just hit them. And, but also, I do think the more and more teams see Auburn struggle with some of the things that other teams are doing on defense, the more Auburn's going to have to adjust and counter. And I think that's going to be the real challenge because Indiana's a pretty good defensive team. Um, they're going to, they're going to try to, they're going to try to disrupt what Auburn's good at. And so you're going to have to see some different things, some different actions, some different calls, different sets uh, to, to kind of get those guys different looks. And then, Justin, one more final football question before we get you out of here. The All-SEC selections were released today. Give us your thoughts on who was included and, and maybe someone who wasn't included. I mean, I thought the AP team was really good. Um, the fact that Marcus Harris got first team really well-deserved. Jalen Simpson, well-deserved. Obviously, Gunnar Britton and Rivalda Fairweather both had good seasons. Those all made sense. Coaches team today not having Marcus Harris in it at all, You know, having all of Auburn's reps be on the second team, I don't get it. I really don't. I don't know how a kid could be, you know, first team, you know, all SEC from the media and be nothing on the coaches. And I mean, it's just, again, coaches' polls and coaches' votes are so stupid to me. Always been. Because, I mean, one, they don't know everything, right? They don't watch everybody. And two, 
I mean, it's usually the SIDs doing this anyway. So, like, I, you know, I don't want to toot the media's horn uh, a ton because I'm not, like, one of those kind of guys. But, like, I did think the media team was a lot better from top to bottom. Not only with the players they picked for Auburn, but I just also thought their team just made more sense. Um, and so I, I do think the media team, you know, that's more representative of the season Auburn had. Mostly because, I mean, Marcus Harris had a phenomenal year. And just people, you know, you need to you need to kind of put that into perspective. This is Justin Ferguson joining us from the Auburn Observer. Justin, you guys have a great 2024 football roster tracker right now uh, for yep. the Observer. Talk about that uh, and, and what else you got coming out this week from the Observer. Yeah, if you're a subscriber, you get our roster tracker. So it's a, uh, it's a sheet, a spreadsheet where you can keep track of everything going on, kind of color-coded and all that for every position. And also we keep track on the website of the transfer targets, who's in, who's out, just a good snapshot of every position. Uh, it's a great resource because if you're you know, having a hard time keeping track of what else is coming and going, it's the best way to kind of look at it and kind of see everything that's going on. And uh, I mean, I posted that last week and I've probably updated it like about 40 times already. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to get worn out here, um, you know, throughout the off season. So it'll be a key resource to use. And yeah, I wrote a story today on, Auburn's defensive backs uh, for bowl season. I have some more, you know, basketball later in the week, mailbag, uh, podcast, all that good stuff. Go to auburnobserver.com, sign up. It's just five dollars a month or fifty dollars a year from now to the end of the year. We're running that December special, so it's a good time to hop on board if you haven't already. And on top of that, if you want to give a gift subscription uh, this time of year, it's our lowest price to do so. Uh, go to auburnobserver.com and check it out. I was about to say, it makes a great Christmas gift for the Auburn fan in your life if you uh, nope. have not subscribed them yet. Well, Justin, thank you so much for your time. And uh, if you need any book suggestions down the road, my wife's in a book club, so I'm kind of on top of uh, some of the latest and gr- greatest books out there. There you go. I appreciate it. Talk to you all later.